It's a secret like your diary hidden underneath your mattress in high school was a secret. Easily found. Today's process is this, secret stress. Sit back, relax, let's light the lantern. Wade Skalski here, lawyer, entrepreneur, and your guide to the understory. There are monsters and bandits here, but if you are stuck in your nine to five and you want to grow or start a new business, this is the place for you. Admission to the understory is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's light the lantern. What is up, Rangers? Those of you who are in the understory against your will, and those of you who are in the understory on paper, on purpose, Wade Skalski here, the understory lawyer. All right, coming to you from the refurbished garage bunker. So every time it rains, the garage bunker floods, um, but it only floods like the left side of the garage, the garage bunker. So what I did was I took everything out of the garage and I just put um, my rig, my setup, over here on the right side of the garage, and then I put everything, all the electronics up. So I probably should have done this, I don't know, immediately upon the first time the garage flooded, but it just took some time. So I'm also noticing there's an echo in here because there's nothing, there's nothing in here to absorb the sound. So we're gonna have to get ourselves some kind of rug. Someone on Facebook today gave me a very nice, uh, a very nice suggestion, a moving rug. So that's good. So we're going to do that maybe. So, all right. So what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about secret stress. So I emailed my list today, uh, the idea that the best time to look for a job to, is, or you should be, if you have a job, you should be pretending that you're unemployed. Let me put, let me say that to you again. If you're in a nine to five right now and you're trying to get out of it, you should immediately like right now, imagine that you just got fired or laid off like within the next minute. And here's why. So number one is you immediately start to think about how much money you have in the bank and that's how long you can last. And you want to ask yourself, if this was to happen to me, do I want to be caught flat footed? So uh, I was, I've been unwillingly separated from a job twice, twice in my life. <laughs> Once was when I was a dishwasher in uh, I was 16 and I was a dishwasher at a resort in Tucson, Arizona. Um, there was a change in management and they wanted to bring in their own people and apparently that even mattered for a dishwasher so that was number one and then number two was um, when I was seeing where it was going to go with my my girlfriend at the time now my wife uh, I had I talk about this in my book which I will talk about in a second and um, I basically had this job because I'd shut my firm down I wanted to see what's going to happen with Kristen and um so I got a job because I didn't want to restart my firm because unwinding a firm takes a long time. Just so you know, I still have cases right now from California um, that I'm unwinding at the moment. Now I don't have you know 125 clients. I've got like eight. So I'm still handling that um, and going back and forth when I need to. But but it's exciting. So anyway, so um, and then but the problem was is that I had... The story behind the second time that I was uh, unwillingly separated from my job, I, I would I would call it a unilateral uh, unilateral decision for us to part ways. <laughs> was um, uh, I wasn't I was going my, I had always planned to leave that job, so it wasn't really a big deal. But um, the issue was is that I wasn't planning on leaving it like right then, and I hadn't had the money piled up yet because um, I was 
I had spent all of my money unwinding the firm and then I was just going to take off and hike the Pacific Crest Trail for three to five months. And you don't need a lot of money to do that. Um, so we were going to run out of money pretty quick. So I had to restart my firm and it was extremely stressful. Uh, but I was, you know, I have some skills, so I was able to do that. Now, if I would have known then what I know now, the very first day that I, um, the very first day that I would have, all right, cool. The very first day that I would have uh, started working, I would have started thinking about, all right, what's going to happen if, if I get laid off or fired? And But I didn't do that. And I was just kind of messing around with my jacket. I was enjoying dating Kristen. I was you know, also enjoying, to be honest with you, the not having the stress of being an entrepreneur. Um, you know, when you're an entrepreneur and you have to make payroll and you're responsible for all the bills and you have to kill what you eat. And if you're, you know, if you're prospecting for new clients isn't working or you have a, a revenue stream that dries up or you have a global pandemic or, or whatever, um, those issues are yours to handle. You, you don't, there's no passing them up the food chain and then having somebody else handle it. Everything, you have to handle everything. I think that's one reason why a lot of entrepreneurs right now are probably handling the pandemic probably better than uh, your average person, just because we're used to having things go totally south. You know, we're used to having ups and downs. We're used to not knowing what's going to happen next. And we're kind of comfortable in the discomfort. But if you're not there yet and you're in a nine to five and you want to get out of it, the best thing you can do is just right now immediately imagine that you're fired or laid off. and. But you're not doing that. And the reason why I know that you're not doing that is because nobody, very few people do that. Like 95% of the people don't do that. They just, they go into the veil of familiarity that, that, that paycheck starts coming in and it's, it's like you get addicted to that, that paycheck. It's like easy money and you're just, all right, it's always going to be this way. And nothing is ever always going to be this way, but your subconscious knows that you're exposed. Even if you have like six months of money in the bank or a year of, you know, a year of funds in the bank, which most people don't have, by the way, I think like 40% or 50% of Americans couldn't handle a $500 emergency. Um, and so, so like the chances are you probably don't have a lot of money in the bank right now. And that's normal for people who are in nine to five and it kind of perpetuates the cycle, but your subconscious knows. And if you ever have generalized anxiety or you have generalized stress or you emotionally sometimes feel like you have some swings. Sometimes I would say that that's secret stress at work and you have secret stress, not at, well, it would be secret stress at work, meaning that you were, you know, at work and having stress or just, just secret stress, secret stress working upon you. But the cool thing about secret stress is almost all of it can be Almost all of it can be figured out. So, like, you know, that's why you have health insurance. You, there's, you know, you don't really stress out about getting sick because you're like, oh, I have health insurance, right? Why wouldn't you have employment insurance for yourself? And the employment insurance that you can develop for yourself is your skill sets, your mindsets, and working on your environment. So you prepare your environment. So for any any eventuality that you can, you work on your skill set, you work on your mindset, and so that if if heaven forbid you're caught flat-footed, or if heaven forbid that you are fired or laid off, you're not caught flat-footed. And developing that skill, developing those skills, environment, skill set, mindset, that's the that's the framework that you're going to use as you take into your entrepreneurship journey. Because those are really the buckets that you work on. You know, I talk about tactically, I work on review, reframe, restart. That's but that's tactical. Um, but but for strategy, you can really just boil it down to your environment, your mindsets, and your skill sets. That's it. Like that's what you're paid on. Is, is if you're gonna provide value to the marketplace, what kind of environment are you providing? What kind of skill sets do you have? What kind of mindsets do you have? And that determines how much value you can bring to the marketplace in any situation. 
Like, look, a lot of people, a lot of money, the first time the lockdowns happened in March, like for a full five weeks in California, money was frozen. It was, it just stopped moving. People were holding onto a tight. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what was going to happen. And then things started to open back up again. And now they're talking about lockdowns again. So they're going to, I don't think that the money is going to freeze again. Um, I really don't, but it's very likely that people will lose their jobs and people will be laid off. Um, if there's an opportunity to fire, you know, someone wanted to fire you for a long time, but they just couldn't figure out how to do it. They're going to lay you off now because COVID gives everyone the excuse to get real lean. And if you, um, if you had been thinking from the day that you got hired to get yourself together and try to sort of take care of that secret stress, you'd be in a totally different situation now. One of the reasons why I started the podcast um, six months ago, which would have been in May. Yeah, I started in May. Um, so March, April, May. Yeah, so right, the, right towards the, you know, right after the lock, the beginning of the lockdowns, uh, a couple months in, was, and also I started writing my book because is I was like, I have to finish this book, is because I didn't want even though the money was freezing, I didn't want the value that I was providing to freeze. You can be providing value to the marketplace and not directly servicing clients. So when you're stuck in your nine to five, it, you can still be adding value to the marketplace, even though you're not necessarily pre presenting that value um, to be paid right now. So, you know, you can have a side hustle, whatever, but then that's dangerous because you go in the gig economy and freelancing and whatever, whatever, whatever. That's another, that's another podcast entirely. But the point that I'm trying to make to you right now is that you, you, one of the things that you can do to really improve your situation all the time is always always been looking for the secret stress. What is the secret stress right now? And so it's like not having life insurance. When you don't have life insurance and you've got a wife and two kids or a wife and a kid or four kids or 10 kids or whatever it is that you have, sometimes you worry about what if something was to happen to me, what would happen to my family? Well, once you have that, you don't really think about that. Like you don't want anything to happen to you, but that's kind of handled, especially if you have a lot of life insurance, you know, like I might have too much life insurance. My wife's going to look at me and be like, maybe I'm, you're worth more dead than alive. So be careful how much you get. Don't get 10 million. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you're worth 10 million, if you're, you know, get 10 million if you want 10 million, whatever. Um, but that's, you know, but that's secret stress that's gone, you know, and <sighs> there are opportunities there are always opportunities to, to improve your life or your future self. One thing that frustrates me about this whole pandemic, and I think it's a failure of leadership on all levels, on the federal level, all the way from the, you know, all the way from the president, all the way down to our local community church leaders, right? Is that no one, almost no one was saying this message in March. We know that like, and it's very simple, like we know that people that have comorbidities um, are much more likely to die if they get COVID, right? So one of those comorbidities is obesity, like 40% of the country's obese. And a lot of lives could be saved if everyone at every level was like, all right, America, it's time to get in fighting shape, right? Like, yes, we can talk about unemployment insurance and yes, we can talk about all this other stuff, but walking is free. If everyone just started walking seven months ago, six months ago, right in, in, in March, what it's eight months ago, I guess we've been dealing with this. If everyone had been just walking every day for eight months, half the, half the people that were obese maybe wouldn't be obese anymore. And the other half would be on their way to feeling better. Their knees would be better. Their hips would be better. Everything would be better. Now, everyone can't do that. I understand there are people that have comorbidities that aren't solved by those things. But what frustrates me is that... Um, from a leadership perspective, we were all allowed to go. We were all allowed to go into the tank, and now is not the time to go into the tank. None of this stuff is going to get any easier. Even if, even if COVID goes away, 
it's going to be it's going to be a, a big time challenge to start bringing everything back from where we were before. And the only way for you, wherever you are, wherever state that you're in, I'm talking to you, one person. The only way for you to fix where you're at is to just start right now. And one of the ways that you can start is, all right, is to bring the secret stressors in your life actually into your environment. One of the ways that you can get started right now is to bring the secret stressors from your life into your environment. And the way that you do that is just by thinking about it, getting into your Ranger Field Journal, getting into your working papers and being like, all right, well, what's out there right now that I could probably, if I just thought for 10 minutes, really identify that's out there and then go one more level past that. You probably don't need to go three levels deep on things, but you just go a level or two. You're going to be able to identify everything. If your parents are elderly, here's one. One of them might pass away. Like, are you prepared? Are you, have you done the mental work to be prepared for that? So that if it happens, you're one of the strong people, not one of the people that are falling apart because the rest of your family is going to need you. Um, things like that, you know, and it's a scary, it's an uncomfortable and scary process going into the understory to do those things, to find the secret stressors. But I promise you that your future self will thank you that you do those things. And a lot of the work that we do is for our future selves because you, before you know it, that will be our present selves. And if you do the work now and you bring those secret stresses into the light, you blunt their impact when they happen because they're not, they're not just like a bandit or a monster just sitting out there. And they can be internal too. It doesn't have to be some external force. It doesn't have to be a parent passing away or it doesn't have to be a job, you know, failing or whatever. It can be like internally, like stuff you haven't dealt with, you know, are you drinking too many gin physics? Like whatever. So going into the understories, going into the chaos and the darkness and the chaos is your compass. Wherever you feel the chaos is probably where there are some secret stressors to be found. And let's just try to think of bringing them in the light. So what I want you to do is take out your Ranger Field Journal. If you don't have a Ranger Field Journal, uh, get out a regular journal. If you don't have a regular journal, for the love of God, go buy yourself a journal. But for right now, what I want you to do is I want you to take out your Unicorn Trapper Keeper from the fifth grade and start to write down the phrase, hidden stress, hidden stressors, either one. Yes, Lily, I know you're bored. Blind dog Lily snoring in the background. And just write down what are some of the hidden stressors. Bring them into your environment. Bring them into the light. Bring them into part of your clearing that you're building. And they're going to be part of the things that you're going to that you're going to work on to push the northern boundary. And just remember, there is no end if you see in the path to understanding. If you are listening to this podcast and you are an online entrepreneur, I know exactly what it feels like to be you because I am one. I know what it's like to know that you are smart and work your ass off, but always feel like you cannot get traction. I know what it feels like to have your spouse support you outwardly, but on the inside, they're saying to themselves, is this going to work? And I know that you want to create something in business, but you always end up chasing the same dollar over and over. Or maybe you want to create something in the arts, but you feel like you shouldn't play there. So you wander in the forest, stuck in the understory. I spent over 40 years there fighting the same monsters and bandits over and over. And when I discovered that if you learn what the understory is and you start to go there on purpose, you can find a clearing where you have clarity and power in your commerce, connections, and creations. 
You handle the forest like a badass ranger with the proper mindsets and skill sets that you need. Not once chosen for you by some guru or your parents, but chosen by you on paper, on purpose. We can walk the understory together, but I cannot find you unless you raise your hand and say, I'm over here. Subscribe to my email list at understorylawyer.simplecast.com. Let's find your clearing together, a place free of entanglements, a place with a bedrock foundation, and a place where you set the boundaries, not anyone else.